Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. What well, is great to see you at Valley Point Church. I'm excited that you're here for two reasons. One, it's just fun to be with you. And I will say that this is my favorite day of the week where we get to gather and I see your smiles and the joy that you bring into this room and into our faith community is truly a beautiful thing. So thank you for being here. I hope today is a great experience for you. The other reason I'm excited about today is because we're going to talk a little bit about relationships. And specifically, we're going to talk about marriage today. And we're going to have fun doing that. So for those of you in the room who are married, get ready. We're going to challenge you specifically. But I will say to everybody else in the room, I think I've got something for you as well. So thank you for being here. We're going to have a good time. I thought it would be enjoyable, since we're talking about marriage and love, to have the band stay out here with me. And perhaps you guys can share a love song with us, just to get us in the right spirit for the discussion, a love song. Do you have something maybe you guys can do? Okay. We have something prepared for you. Okay, wonderful. Let's, uh, let's, let's give it a shot, okay? Let's see. Now, I haven't been to church since I don't remember when things were going great till they fell apart again. So I listened to the preacher and he told me what to do. He said, You can't go hating others who have done wrong to you. Sometimes we get angry, but we must not condemn. Let the good Lord do his job And you just pray for them I pray your brakes go out running down the hill I pray a flower pot falls from a windowsill And knocks you in the head like I'd like to I pray your birthday comes and nobody calls I pray a flying high when your engine soars dreams that never do come true Just know wherever you are, honey I'll pray Hang on, that's, uh, that, that is not what I had in mind I, We were thinking but don't, like, don't encourage them Like the, the, Everybody can relate It's the struggle of marriage Yeah, this is true, but it's a little harsh It's a little harsh We're trying to encourage kindness here There's no bad language Right, I know, I know. So let's do this. Maybe, maybe you have another song okay. in the tank here. Uh, something with a little more love and perhaps passion. Okay, a, little, a little passion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's... I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back these feelings for so That's passion. It's... Hey, 
Nothing wrong with a little passion. I think it's it's too much passion for Sunday morning. Too much. So we got to keep it PG-13 in here. Um, maybe something a little more appropriate that we can hum along with throughout the day. Do you have maybe one more song? One more? Why don't you stand up with Please. us real quick? We'll need some help. Please. People fall in love in mysterious ways And maybe just a touch of a hand And me, I fall in love with you every single day And I just want to tell you charm. Will you help me thank the band one more time? (laughs) All right, you may be seated. That's a fun way to start, right? I want to welcome you to our series called At a Cost. Today, we continue this series by thinking about relationships and specifically marriage. And I want to begin by reading one verse to you, and then we're going to come back to this verse in just a moment and unpack it a bit and look at specific words, and I think it will be encouraging to everybody here. So it's Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Here's what it says. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. It's a very powerful verse. Romans chapter 12. Verse 10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Now, what does that mean? Well, I believe it means love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. And I now want to use that verse as a way to talk about marriage. It has been a while since I've had a talk or a conversation with you, Valley Point Church, about marriage. And I like to do this a couple of times throughout the year just to think about this topic. And today is one of those days. Before we talk specifically about marriage, though, I want to address the different groups that are in the room because not everybody here is married. So let's just think about the different groups that are represented here. Maybe you're here and you're married and you would say, our marriage is fine. It's good. I like it. It's satisfying, rewarding. It's, it's not perfect, but we're in good shape as I think about and as I evaluate our marriage. It is fine. We're okay. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you're here and I have a challenge for you today. 
Maybe you're here and you would say, our marriage is meh. You know, it's not amazing, but no one's leaving. We're going to stay together, but there's no real magic there. Nothing special about it. It's just kind of there. It's meh. Well, I'm glad you're here. And I have a specific challenge for you as well. Maybe you're here and you'd say, well, we're married barely. We're hanging in by a thread and it is not healthy on any front. It's just not good. And it doesn't look like we're going to make it very long here. Well, if that's you, I'm glad that you're here. And I have a challenge for you as well. Maybe you're here and you're separated or divorced or single. And you're now wondering, why did I bother getting up today to go to Valley Point Church if we're going to talk about marriage and sing love songs? It makes me feel bad. It reminds me of loss or what I don't have or what I want. Why am I here? I just want to say, I'm glad that you're here. And you're stuck now in the room, so to speak. And I have a challenge for you as well. But really, I'm glad that you're here. We're going to learn together. Maybe you're in the room and you're a student. You're in sixth grade, maybe younger, all the way up through high school, perhaps in college. And marriage isn't really something that you consider that much. Maybe it's down the road at some point, but it's not really on your mind. Well, I'm glad that you're here as well. And I have a challenge for you. So here's our big idea that encompasses all of those different groups. And I would encourage you to take out your talk notes and write a few of these things down. Here we go. Big idea. Take delight in respecting others. Okay? That's for everybody in the room, whether you're married or single, whatever category you want to place yourself in this morning. This big idea is for everybody. Take delight in respecting others. I did some investigating and found that since 2010, and that's when I became the pastor here at Valley Point Church, I have officiated 35 weddings. I love weddings. Weddings are fun. It is just a big party. And I would say it's a great joy that I have as a pastor. I really like just about everything I do, but there's something special about sharing that day with a couple who is saying I do to each other before family and friends. It's just really enjoyable. In the past two years, I have officiated 15 weddings. So a lot of people getting married here at Valley Point. I've already officiated three this year. I have four more that are coming. Weddings are a lot of fun, and I see some of my couples in the room. I'm going to embarrass you right now. If you've been married here at Valley Point Church, either by me or by one of our other pastors, would you just stand right now? Several of you are in the room. Don't be shy. There they are. All right. Okay, you can sit back down. They're beautiful, aren't they? Now, I share all of that with you because I want you to know that love is alive and well here at Valley Point Church. And as much as marriage is mocked in culture, and it's mocked quite a bit, as much as marriage is the butt of all kinds of jokes, and it is, I believe personally, 
And I also believe when you walk through scripture and when you read and discover what it actually says about two people joining into one, it is beautiful. It's beautiful. With all of its imperfections, it's still a beautiful thing. Now, here's the deal. On the wedding day, couples approach this with hope and joy and belief in a great future. And you can see that in the bride and the groom. You can see that in their party attendance. You can see that in family. There is hope and joy and belief in a great future. But if you have been married for any length of time, you know what comes next, right? At some point, You actually have to start living together and submitting to each other and putting in the hard work of surviving the marriage. So at some point, the fancy food is gone. At some point, the enchanting guests are no longer there applauding and supporting you. There's no longer a band blasting away while you dance early into the morning. All of that is gone. Life becomes kind of normal, even boring, right? And it's at that juncture, wedding over, because that's just a day. That's just an event. It's a very important event, but it's just a day. So at some point with the wedding over, the band gone, and all of the applause having disappeared into the sunset, we're left with some important choices, like this one. Am I going to give myself to a regular lifestyle of forgiveness with this person, this man, this woman that I married? Am I going to give myself to a regular lifestyle of forgiveness with them? And here's the other part of that. Are we going to deal with our differences, which we will have, that's obvious. Are we going to deal with our differences with appreciation and grace? A lot of grace. So those are the choices. Are we going to practice a regular lifestyle of forgiveness with each other and submitting to each other? And are we going to approach our differences with grace and appreciation or not? What are we going to do? Those are the choices that exist. Well, here's what I want to do, just so you know how we're going to approach this today. I want to share some thinking points related to marriage just to build some context, and help everybody relax a little bit. And I think the points I will share are going to accomplish that. So a couple of them are somewhat negative, and then there's a very positive one, and we'll talk about that. So I want to share some thinking points related to marriage, and then I want to share with you what I believe to be the greatest thing you can do in your marriage and for your marriage. The greatest thing. And I have a lot of people come to me, who sometimes are in good shape and sometimes they're not in great shape and they're looking for assistance and help. And this is what I share with them. The greatest thing you can do for your marriage. By the way, if you are single, I believe this is the greatest thing you can do at this particular point in your life as well. It's kind of the secret. Now, here's the deal with the secret. You're not going to be impressed. It's not new information. You're going to say, really, that's, that's it? That's kind of dumb And I don't know if I want to do that. But here's the other part of the secret. Most people don't actually do it. They don't. So we're going to talk about the secret, and hopefully that will be good information for you or a reminder of how we can grow in our marriage and in our relationships. 
That's the second part. The third part is I want to unpack Romans chapter 12, verse 10. There are some unique words found in here that, you know, love each other with genuine affection, take delight in honoring each other. We're going to unpack a little bit of that, and I'm going to give you a paraphrase of that verse that hopefully will be encouraging for everybody. And then after that, I have some takeaways. Some of the takeaways are going to be specifically for married people, but I also have a takeaway for those of you who are not married. So again, I want to do my best to really build up those of you who are married and encourage you as well as talk to everybody else, okay? So thinking points related to marriage, build some context. Then I want to share with you the secret or something that can improve every marriage and every relationship. We'll get back to Romans chapter 12, verse 10, and then some takeaways. Let's begin with these thinking points. Number one, consider this now. You are conducting your marriage in a fallen world. Sin is everywhere. Depravity, brokenness, it is everywhere. One author stated this way, our marriages live in the middle of a world that does not function as God intended. Is that making sense? Our marriages live in the middle of a world that does not function as God intended. Again, depravity and brokenness is everywhere. So give yourselves a break. It doesn't let us off the hook for wrong behavior, for sinful behavior, but give yourself a break and give the other person a break as well because we're trying to conduct this in a fallen, broken, messed up world. That's just the reality. Secondly, you are a sinner married to a sinner. And we probably don't have to say anything else with that particular sentence other than this, perhaps. Most of us are willing to say, well, we know the other person's a sinner. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious, right? But I don't know about me. Maybe not me. Well, if anything, be reminded a little bit here. Yeah, the other person's a sinner, but you are a sinner as well. So now we have two sinners living in the same place. There's bound to be a lot of problems, a lot of issues, and a lot of conflict because, again, two sinners living together, trying to do all of this in a fallen world. There's going to be a lot of problems. Now, here's the good news. We live in a fallen world. You're a sinner married to a sinner. That's kind of negative. That doesn't necessarily feel good. But think about this. God can do what we cannot. Okay? God, the inventor and the creator of marriage, the one who said, come together and be united as one, the God who created this and initiated this, can do what we cannot. And that's where we get really good news. And this is what leads to what I believe to be the greatest thing that you can do in your marriage. Ready for this? You have some space on your program. I would encourage you to draw this triangle now. And let's think about this. Now, those of you who have gone through my premarital counseling sessions, this should look familiar. Hopefully you remember this. And I want to let everybody else in on what I share with you. And again, what I believe to be the secret for a strong marriage and for strong relationships. So let's put God 
up here at the top where he belongs and where he desires to be in our lives, in our marriages, in our relationships. And let's put the husband over here on this side. There he is. Let's put the wife over here. There she is. Okay, pretty basic, right? We've got the husband over here, the wife over here. We have God. The greatest thing that you can do to strengthen your relationship is you, husband, you pursue God. You deepen your friendship with God with everything inside of you. And whatever it takes, whatever you need to do, you chase God. You deepen that relationship with him. Wife, the greatest thing you can do to strengthen your marriage is to pursue your relationship with God with everything inside of you to deepen that. When you have a husband and a wife, both pursuing God, here's what happens. Both of you are getting closer to God, but at the same time, you're getting closer to each other and the relationship will be strengthened. Does that make it perfect? Absolutely not. But when two people are in pursuit of God, I believe we can live out God's best and good things can happen in that particular marriage. By the way, husband, even if your wife is not in pursuit of God, the greatest thing you can do in your marriage is to improve you by deepening your friendship with God. Wife, if you're pursuing God and your husband is not doing that at all or does not even care, the greatest thing you can do in that relationship is to pursue God and deepen your friendship with him. We can't control the other person anyway. So the greatest thing we can do as individuals is to pursue God and deepen our friendship with him. I believe that will result in good things in our marriage. Again, does it make it perfect? No, but we have someone who will walk through all of the challenges and the problems that we face and can help us. So if your marriage is great, if that's you, and you're like, yeah, my marriage is wonderful, I love it, good for you, keep doing this. Keep pursuing God. Keep chasing God. And if that's fallen off a bit, get back on track. If your marriage is broken, if it's in trouble, well, give this a shot and see what God does. If you're single, I believe the secret in life or the greatest thing you can do at this particular time in your life and in this station is you. You keep pursuing your friendship with God. You keep chasing after him with everything inside of you and in your pursuit of God, in this deepening of the relationship with your heavenly father, if you look out and you see somebody else who's chasing after God and deepening their relationship with him and they look good, go for it, all right? The greatest thing, whether you're married or you're single, you just chase after God. Because I believe that means good things for our relationships. So that's kind of the secret. And like I said, unfortunately, most people don't actually do that. So if you don't get anything else at all, you take that drawing, you consider it, you pray over that, and you begin to map out and consider how can I deepen my friendship with God? Because that's going to grow my relationships 
whether I'm married or not, okay? Now, let's dive into Romans chapter 12 and verse 10 and look at some of these words. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. This is a fascinating verse. And the hearers at this particular time when Paul wrote this would have understood that Paul, the author, the writer of this book and of this particular verse, was speaking to a cultural issue and a problem. Meaning, the hearers would have looked at Paul and said, nobody's actually doing that. Not in our culture that's built on honor and lifting yourself up and you got to step on others in order to get ahead. Nobody is thinking of others first, Paul. Not in this culture. And we could probably say the same about our culture as well. But yet Paul... He still says, love each other into that space and into that culture that wasn't doing this. Paul says, love each other with genuine affection. Fascinating. That word love there, it's the Greek word Philadelphia. It's brotherly love. It's a family type of love. So this challenge is for people who are married and for people who are not married. You do this in a brotherly kind of way, in a family kind of way. You love each other with genuine affection and take delight. Now, here's what this means. Do with eagerness or do exceedingly. Okay, love each other with genuine affection and now with eagerness, like with passion. And in an exceeding kind of way, Take honor or give honor. The verse says in honoring. That word means to respect, to value, or to give worth. So that's what we're supposed to do in an exceeding kind of way. Give honor, give worth, give respect, give value to others. Now, let's put it all together. And you could paraphrase that verse to say, love each other with genuine affection, respect each other, with eagerness, with eagerness. Love each other with genuine affection. Respect each other with eagerness. Question, how hard is that? To respect other people and to give them value and to do that with eagerness, how hard is that? When you think about him, That guy, when you think about her, or maybe there's another relationship that you're considering right now, how hard is it to give that type of honor and respect? Well, I would submit to you, it's very hard and nearly impossible. But let's remember, God can do what we cannot. So let me share some takeaways with you. Number one, for married couples, this is for you specifically, pursue God. Okay, that's it. And I hope you walk out of here today with a sense of, all right, I've got to pursue God. I have to deepen my relationship with him. This is valuable and this is important. It's good for me. It's good for my marriage. Pursue God. Second takeaways for you singles, students in the room. Here you go. Pursue God. Pursue God. The greatest thing that you can do. 
Now, for couples who are married, I want to give three more takeaways specifically to you as a way to encourage. All right, so we're under this big umbrella of pursuing God, husband, wife, pursuing God, singles, you pursue God. Now, for couples specifically, let me give you some help and encouragement. Number one, I would encourage you to do this, pray together, pray together. And even though that may be difficult and awkward, just do it and see what happens. You don't both have to pray. You know, one person can initiate. If the other person doesn't want to do it, that's fine. Just pray together and tell God what you need. As a couple, do you, you, do you need help in the relationship? Are finances in trouble? Are kids a pain or a problem? Well, tell God what you need as a couple and use that time together. There is just something unique about two people and even if they're not both doing it, but if even one person, and they're, and they're just in the same room together, if they're talking to God, right? Talking to creator and inventor, the one who is overall and above all, there's something unique and powerful about that that binds hearts. And so even if this seems strange, give it a shot and see what God does. Pray together. Tell God what you need. Secondly, enjoy the gift of intimacy. If you're married, enjoy the gift of intimacy. It is a gift and it is for you. It's for you. I find the Bible to be fascinating at times. I was just reviewing this the other day and it made me laugh. I was laughing out loud as I was reading this. I was reading scripture, Genesis chapter 2, and then I was reading a book that was accompanying that and the author brought out a very interesting point that I thought was kind of funny. So God creates, he invents, that's Genesis chapter one, that continues, and in Genesis chapter two, we find God talking to man and woman, to Adam and Eve, he made them, and the very first thing he asked of them is he he told them, uh, eat. There's a lot of food in the garden, eat. That's the first command. The second thing that God told humans is be fruitful and multiply. In other words, have sex. So think about it. The very first two things that God told people to do is eat and have sex. That's a great deal. That's a great deal. So if you are married, get after it, okay? Now, I want to say this. I hold to a biblical view of sexual expression. That view is not very popular in culture. It's mocked. But I believe... It is God's best, and that's what it represents. And so every once in a while, I feel I need to stand up in front of Valley Point and say, here's God's best, and here's what God wants, and here's a biblical view of sexual expression. I believe clearly, based on what you find in Scripture, that sex is reserved for marriage between a man and a woman. Everyone else should wait for it. Wait for it. Again, not popular. And some of you may not even agree with that. That's okay. We're going to live out Romans 12, 10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. I have many discussions centered around this. And I just believe this is God's best. And when we live God's best, good things happen to us. 
Right now, I, uh, along with my wife, are hosting a life group in our home. It is a group of college-age kids and young professionals, young 20-somethings. They're all really cool, and so I, you know, I feel good because I get to hang out with the cool people. So we host, and, and they lead it, they do it all, and they're really fantastic people and doing a wonderful job. Well, at our last session, this topic was actually discussed, and it was so fascinating to just sit back and listen to them talk about the twist that culture puts on sexual expression. And they see it, and they know it. And to hear them talk about how they desire and they want to live out God's best, so encouraging and so refreshing. People are choosing to do this. And so if you're married, enjoy the gift of intimacy. If not, wait for it. Wait for it. All right, one more takeaway, and that is for our married couples, and I would say this for everybody as well, get here, meaning get to Valley Point Church. View this as a marriage builder or a relationship builder for you. And here's why I say that. Whenever you intentionally place yourself under the authoritative teaching of God's word, guess what that does? It deepens your friendship with God. Every time we intentionally place ourselves under the authoritative teaching of God's word, we are making a choice to say, all right, I want to grow in what God wants for me. I want to understand that. I want to know that. I want to embrace that. Even if I don't agree with it, I'm willing to wrestle. So I would encourage you to get here. Get here and take advantage of what is given to you so that you can deepen your friendship with God because whenever you improve you by deepening your friendship with God, that means great things for your marriage. Okay, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love each other. Let's do that. Philadelphia, brotherly love, family kind of love. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight or with eagerness, honor and respect each other. Father, we come to you so thankful for one verse in scripture. We've looked at this today and in its context, when Paul wrote this so many years ago, he was pointing to a cultural issue, a cultural problem that people were not honoring each other. But Paul said, followers of Jesus, you should try this, you should do it. Love each other. Love each other. God, we've applied this verse to those who are married today. And so I want to lift up our married couples right now. God, that's many people in this room right now. They're, they're married and sitting next to their spouse. And I just pray that you would encourage them. God, I pray that you would help them to know and understand that you are for them. And God, wherever the relationship may be today, there's a step they can take. And God, I get that every relationship cannot be repaired and things happen. Choices need to be made. 
But God, we're just talking about your best today. So I pray that you'd give everyone the resolve to say, okay, to strengthen my marriage, I'm going to pursue God. I'm going to seek to deepen my relationship with him. And if my spouse doesn't do that, that's okay. Here's what I'm going to do. And God, I just pray that you'd work in these desperate situations where people are hanging on by thread. God, you know the stories and you know the pain. You know the hurt. You know the sin that's involved. And so I pray that pray you would do what only God can do. And that is to repair and restore that which is broken. So God, we give all of this to you, and, and I pray that you'd use the married couples here at Valley Point to be a bright light everywhere that you take us. God, we're not perfect. We never will be. Help us to be humble, not act in an arrogant way, even when things are going well. God, help us to get next to people. God, we probably all have someone in our world, whether it's at home or school or work, that is struggling in this arena. So help us to encourage as best as we can. God, I want to pray for those in the room that are single. God, I pray that you give them a heart for following you, for pursuing you, and for honoring you with their lives. Encourage them to chase your best. Pray that for all of us as well. God, help us to live out this verse. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. We ask for this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.